Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me in the studio is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company, a company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want, exactly as they want, across the nation and worldwide since 1993. Mr. Steve Tuma. Steve, how you doing, amigo? Yeah, doing well. Staying busy as always. Having a good time helping customers uh, get through permitting processes, design issues, interesting land situations. So uh, <laughs> All the usual stuff. Yeah, keeping on our toes and we're having some fun. Good. I thought today we might uh, get back to something we like to do every third or fourth episode or so is uh, look at some interesting inquiries and questions from customers uh, that, we, uh, that we receive. So um, why don't we just get right into it? Yeah. <laughs> Throw some questions at me. I already threw you for a loop there. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say more, and then you leave me hanging. It's like, okay. I just like to keep you on your toes, like you just yeah. said. So uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about quotes for a system uh, for a second. Now, how do how do customers know if a quote for for a let's say a heating or air conditioning system that they're having installed? How do they know? Uh, how did they know that the quote they're getting is correct and um, and uh, they're done right and equally? Um, apples to apples. How do I know the quote I get uh, for a system such as that is good for the a properly designed uh, house? Well, that's a interesting situation because it's not just the like heating and air conditioning system. It could be your foundation, your electric, your roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we always suggest is make sure that you've got an accurate set of plans. Right. To go through and get quotes. Now, initially, you might work off of just rough, rough concepts and get rough ideas to make sure that a house is going to fit in your general budget. Kind of a target situation. But when you're actually going through and getting the the quotes that you need to actually go through and execute the building processes, it's good to have a good set of plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason being is the set of plans is a communication tool. We could draw them the house up that you want and then... You could use those plans for permit application so the building department knows what you want to build. But also the contractors know what's to be built so that you don't end up in a situation where, you know, sometimes people work in other ways and say, hey, I I bought these plans, but do this change, you know, do this 2,000 square foot home, but make the garage bigger. Mm -hmm. Well, what does make the garage bigger mean? (laughs) You know, is it a foot bigger? Is it 10 feet? Is it 10 car garage instead of two car? So it gets rid of the nebulous ideas and, you know, miscommunications so that contractors can do, do their jobs. Um, And that way it's, it's very clear as to what is to be estimated and then you could verify that the estimate comes back accurately. It also limits the the errors. And sometimes people taking advantage of the situation where they say, well, I didn't know you wanted that. Well, in this case, it's right on the plans. Mm-hmm. It, it would show, hey, you want cement board siding or you're, you're, you're going to need a foundation for a 1,200-square-foot ranch with a three-car garage. It would, be ver- uh, it would be very accurate. Now, in some cases, there's technical sides to this. So... Uh, you brought up the heating and air conditioning systems. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people work off of rules of thumb. And someone might say, well, I've been in the heating business for 30 years, and this is how we do this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great, but 30 years ago, homes weren't insulated as well. Windows weren't as good. The understanding of energy efficiency wasn't there. So 
So then what ends up happening is if you use a rule of thumb from 30 years ago Mm -hmm. and apply it to a new home today, new building methods, new insulations, you might be oversizing the heating and cooling systems. Oh, right. So you're paying too much, but then it's the heat system isn't able to do its job right. It's mm-hmm. turning on an awful lot and possibly using more energy. So what we suggest in those cases is have the manuals S, D, and J developed so it's very clear what needs to be done, where the duct works is at, where the cold air returns are at, the sizing for the system, so that then you can go through and get a, a quote that's as apples to apples as, as you're going to get it. Mm. Because theoretically, someone could go through and say, hey, your your house needs 80,000 BTUs. Another guy could say 100. Another contractor could say 120. And sometimes people are trained to think, well, the lowest cost is right. Well, maybe it isn't because maybe you're missing a return. Mm. Maybe it's not big enough. Maybe the furnace is too big, and therefore your energy costs are going to be larger over the course of, of the home ownership. So what I'm basically getting at is just develop, we can work to develop an accurate set of plans so that people can go through and work with their contractors so that everyone understands what's need to be done. But it's also very clear to the building department, so it'll be easier for permitting and the follow-up inspection processes. Mm -hmm. So it's basically make sure that the information's there. We're fully capable of doing the complete architectural design structural design, energy codes, green codes, electrical engineering, plumbing, gas line engineering and design, uh, um, complete HVAC design. I think I already said electrical engineering as well, or just regular design. So we're able to go through and put these details together so that our, our, our customer, our owner, builder customer, or contractor customer understands what the house is to be made of, how it's going to be built, so therefore, they can schedule their project better, but they can also budget it better. Um, I've heard many times that housing projects go over budget, and sometimes I got to question things like that. Is it that it went over budget, or was it never budgeted right? Right. Or go. did people do changes when someone says, hey, you need this type of a furnace, later to find out they need something different to mm. do the job properly? Mm-hmm. So... You know, we, we can all have a little bit of control in, in the budget and the scheduling of a house if we do what I call is do the homework up front. Work this all out on paper. You know, what's the design of the home? What's the electrical system? What's the furnace? You know, what what kind of siding are you putting on? What kind of roofing are you putting on? How many windows do you need and what size and what energy efficiency? So if someone wants to get into those details, we're completely set up and able to help them through other customers are very knowledgeable on it already, and they're able to, to to sort it out. But that's that's what we say is, you know, develop your roadmap up front for your building process by working with us for the plans. And then the execution of actually building, well, obtaining permits, getting inspections approved, and building will be much uh, much easier and, and also more enjoyable. Yeah, and it also, it sounds to me, and we go through this a lot, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but... Starting off right makes all the communication down the line much easier. Yeah, I kind of relate it to a road trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, do you have a general idea saying, hey, I want to drive from point A to point B, or do you just get in your car at point A and go down a road and see where you end right, up? Right, right. 
Um, you know, not to say that a road trip, just going the random road, having a good time can't be bad, but I don't know that you want to do that with your house. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. spontaneity in home building doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll get people in different uh, industries mm-hmm. where real time is important in their industry. Right. Well, you don't want to real time engineer your house <laughs> or design your house. You want to do it before and right. then build it. It's not something where in the middle of pouring the foundation, you want to determine where it is or how tall your basement is. You want to mm-hmm. you want to do all the stuff up front. Now, what if a building department asked me for for information which is beyond something I've initially requested or expected to put together? That's interesting because the the idea of what if it's more like when they do. Mm. Um, building departments <laughs> are are, in, are interesting. Is right. there's some of them are less sophisticated. Some areas don't have building departments. You can just go dig a hole and and start start building. Others are very simple. They'll say, hey, just get me some plans. Right. And others will be detailed. You could have 10, 20 pages of details mm-hmm. um, that they request. And, and we can help with all of those. The key to it is as we work nationwide and internationally, we've been exposed to a large variety of Interesting quirks from building departments, special requests, building site conditions that need further details. So mm-hmm. if a building department says, hey, we need these 30 items on a plan, and then somehow you find out that they really need to add another 10, mm-hmm. chances are we've seen it before. We're fully capable of doing that. That's part of our service to go through is just help our customers get through the the permitting process by developing a set of plans right and and a key thing to that is uh, we do make contact with the building department to see what they need and some of them are a little better at communicating than others but to find out what they need so that our initial plans are as complete as possible so that when you turn in you can be confident you've got a solid set of plans right um in some areas parts of colorado california florida you know, other places, it's very common for uh, building departments to have checklist items. So they, they'll they take the initial plan submittal and then um, review it and then come back with checklist items of further details they need as, as they get into it. Because building departments, although they may supply a list, they do always reserve the right to ask any question that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a thing to it. We've been doing this uh, since 1993. We've got a lot of experience and and variety of different building departments, varieties of building conditions, all types of home designs, so that we're able to go through and and supply the information. That that's the key element. Is we are the resource that makes your designing, engineering, permitting process, and also building process. Um, I think the one stop shop. It just makes it easier for our customers. Hmm. Now, I, I've heard I've heard that um, some building departments will ask for things like a, uh, electrical and plumbing and gas pipe engineering. What what is that process? Well, it's it's interesting because um, most building departments just want an electrical layout, so they mm-hmm. want to know where the sockets are, the lights are, you know, are, are things decoded? Is there proper ventilation, smoke, and uh, <clears throat> carbon dioxide detectors, monoxide mm-hmm. detectors. They want to make sure that that those uh, items are on the plans. But we're seeing more and more uh, building departments ask for actual electrical engineering. Because what they're finding is sometimes uh, people aren't putting in. You know, they might know, hey, you need to have so many sockets here or you need to have this, but they're not really doing the amperage calculation. And if you look at today's homes, there could be multiple TVs, couple kitchens 
One customer had a home arc welder. Uh, with electric vehicles, a lot of people are requesting uh, the electrical connections in their garage to plug their electric car in. So suddenly, your your home needs a lot more, quote, juice to run. So with the engineering process, is they're, they're just asking for verification that why, you know, does your house really need the power mm-hmm. that's there or does it need more for what it's designed? Um, the same thing with plumbing and the gas sizing. They want to make sure that someone's not out there using a rule of thumb on, oh, well, we just need this this type of gas pipe. They want to know that that the gas pipe and the plumbing is, uh, is sized properly. If, if you look at a situation where, you know, someone may have, a, uh, a gas barbecue they may have a gas hot tub they may have you know a couple uh, dryers in their home a gas uh, stove a gas fireplace suddenly it might need a bigger pipe to, mm. to get all that information so what it is is it's a verification up front to make sure it's designed right so that you don't put it in and then the inspector comes down and, and questions it it's very easy for us to do it's part of what we supply if someone needs that level of detail for for their uh, their building department. So uh, we're able to do something from the simple electrical layout to full electrical engineering, mm-hmm. and the same for um, the plumbing and, and gas pipe uh, sizing to make sure that all those layouts are proper so it's clear as, as to what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more building departments are asking for it. I've asked the building departments, hey, why is this change coming through? And they've said... Because uh, people's usage is more, and the contractors aren't always following through. You know, they're they're working with rules of thumb from ten, twenty years ago, and but people's gas usage may may be more, especially in areas where they're trying to restrict the electric usage because of the cost or the environmental components of it. Right. You know, something something some uh, one one potential customer asked about civil engineers and and when they might need one i mean does that have to do with what grading and drainage plans or uh, is it it come down to driveway access when do i need a civil engineer and do i well it it goes area by area it's Mm -hmm. it's theoretically anyone could use one it's more of is there a building department requirement or does your land kind of dictate it do they are they easy to find civil engineers? Civil engineers are around and they, they can be pretty valuable. Now, mm-hmm. let, let me paint a picture here. If if you're building on a very flat piece of land, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know, you can walk up to it and you know where the driveway is going to come in, you know where the house is going to go. It's easy to put your front door, make sure that you can easily get into your driveway, you mm-hmm. know, from your from the road to your driveway into your garage. Right. You know, a flat piece of land, it's it's kind of a no-brainer you know you you can kind of put it together but let's just take that same house and put it on the side of a hill okay so let's just say that your lot at the road was a base elevation of what we'll call zero feet but then your driveway went up curved around the big oak tree you know went up a hill but your front door was 20 feet above that road Mm -hmm. okay how do you access that now, people say, well, you just put a driveway in. Well, in a lot of places, there's restrictions on how steep your driveway can be. Mm-hmm. You can't really just have a driveway that goes up a 45-degree angle. Right. You know, the the building departments don't want it. And, and restricted areas or more challenging lots, 
a lot of the building departments will request that you can actually have um, easy access for the fire department. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, a turnaround, an access, or things like that. But then there's also the situation of how do you actually get up to your house and go in the front door, make sure that, uh, you know, your your access to get in the driveway and everything works out. So that's where the grading plan comes in if they have to recontour the land or possibly just make little adjustments here and there to make it usable. Mm. More and more places are asking for drainage plans parts of texas areas you said generally see uh you know drainage you know you hear about floods in the news mm-hmm. um and pretty much anywhere where there's uh mountains and towards bigger towns um they 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 will ask for a for a design like that a, a lot of people say hey what's the big deal the water's going to go downhill well what they don't want to do is have the water from your property flood your neighbors out right or overload a you know, any any county or city drainage systems. So what they want to do is have control about it. Now, um, this isn't something really to be worried about. You get a civil engineer, you sort it out. Sometimes people say, well, I'd rather not spend the money on a civil engineer. I'd rather have a nicer kitchen. And I say, well, <laughs> that's that's true, and I understand that point. But the thing is, it's nice to know that your house will sit on, on the, the lot properly. So if you have a simpler lot, in an area where the building departments aren't, you know, extremely sophisticated, you generally don't need it. If you're on the side of a hill where there could be uh, big water runoff issues or just challenges accessing the site, you will likely need that uh, grading and, and drainage plan, and, and, and it, it works out. In some cases, it just makes sense to have it because if someone had, say, a three-level home that crawled down the side of a hill you're able to go through and know the different elevations of the first floor, the second floor, the third floor to make sure the foundation's designed properly to make sure, you know, any, any step downs in the, in the home are put together. So mm-hmm. th- this can get pretty deep, but overall we can find out if your building department requires a grading plan. Um, I would say if, if you're in a mountain area, um, you know, in California, Colorado, it's, it's very likely that, that you'll need it. But, don't be scared by it. We know how to work with the people. We can interface directly with the uh, civil engineers and go back and forth to, to make sure that the design is is put together properly. Is that a licensing thing? I mean, it, does it have to be a civil engineer who does things like, like, like let's say, drainage plans? Can Is there some, like, I've already got a contractor doing something. Is it something uh, another department can handle? Well, that really comes down to the building department. Mm-hmm. Uh, building departments uh, may say, hey, just get me topographical details, mm-hmm. which means anyone that can figure out topographical details can supply them. Uh, some building departments want them to be a licensed civil engineer. Sure. It just really comes down to, in theory, the licensed person's going to have more accurate information, complete details. That, that will make it easier to get through. Now, that being said, we've had a lot of customers that go out there with a transit or other measuring systems and say, hey, Steve, you know, there's a drop-off from here to here of this much. Here's the elevation here. Because that, that equipment is available, and, and we do have a lot of very knowledgeable customers that, that understand and are, are able to do it. Um, one, one interesting kind of war story is we have had building departments where the lot is perfectly flat, want a civil engineer to say the lot is perfectly flat 
and then the proposed site is still perfectly flat. They want a civil engineer to document it. Oh, uh, got it. They, they want to make sure that you're not changing it and that you're not doing anything to flood <laughs> out your neighbor's property. <laughs> that that wouldn't be a good thing. It's not good. <laughs> That's something a fence can't, can't uh, d- divide, I guess. Right. It's, it's uh, oh, get rid of the fence, just flood the neighbor out. That's, that's a way to take care of neighborly relations. There you go. But, but the, uh, you know, the, the bottom line on this is that I'm, I'm kind of telling some stories here of the more extreme situations. Not everyone is going to run into that. Mm-hmm. These, these are more situations, like I say, in mountain areas or areas uh, on the West Coast, you know, beach communities, uh, di- different situations like that. But we, we want to point out that the bottom line, I think, of the conversation here is that if someone's got a unique or challenging piece of land, we're very capable of, of working with this and making sure that the house sets on the land properly, the foundation is designed properly, and uh, and to make sure that everything works. I mean, you, you don't want to build a house and then find out your, your, your first floor staircase is 10 feet above the ground. Hmm. You know, you, you know, you got to parachute right. out or something. Right. You'd like to know that up front so you could do some grading work or do something with a deck or, or other system to, to get in and out of the house. But, um, and, and some, like I say, sometimes our customers have the information. They can provide it to us. Other times they need to get a, a civil engineer. But it's, uh, it sounds more intimidating than it is. And, and we're, we're always available to help people through, uh, you know, what I call the, quote, more interesting situations. <laughs> right. You, you touched upon foundation design. Who actually does the foundation design of, of let's say, I'm putting up a panelized home? Who, who would be doing that? Oh, we do that. We oh, do that God. as part of our architectural drafting service and then in the, the final set of plans. Uh, foundation design can vary significantly depending on where you're building. There's, there's uh, you know, if you're building on a simpler lot where there's known soil conditions, the foundation design is a little simpler. If you're in an area, you know, going down the sides of hills or varied soils or expansive soils or weak soils or hydrostatic situations, you might need to have uh, a fully engineered foundation mm-hmm. to make sure that it's strong enough to do it. Um, the foundation basically holds the house up, but what's holding the house up is the dirt below it. And not all dirt is the same strength. Mm-hmm. You know, Got you, it. Now, some people have actually built on granite rocks, you know, I guess that's a duplicate word, but, you know, they built on granite, <laughs> you know, and that, that generally, you know, holds 14, 15,000 pounds per square foot. It's not a problem. Other mm-hmm. people, they'll, they'll go find a typical piece of land is 2000 pounds strength and others, you end up with a thousand. Right. So all of those need different foundation designs to, to support the home properly. Mm. And that's that's the key element that that we have to look at, and make sure that it's uh, um, taken taken care of properly. So so we can we can help that. And it's not just the the size of the footers. It's does does the foundation step up the side of a hill? Is there a, a low impact foundation? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of something on stilts. Are you building in uh, Florida or hurricane or any flood zone areas where your home would be on stilts? Uh, we can work with those designs as well. So basements, crawl space, slabs, homes on stilts or piers, or homes with combinations of those. Well, we can do we can do it all. It's part of what we do every day. 
So here's uh, here's a, an inquiry by a potential uh, landmark customer. Um, they say they entertain and cook a lot, and uh, they want to know how they can detail their kitchen and bathrooms uh, so it's exactly the way they want it. What would you say to address that? Well, that's that's something that we do. What we do is we would work on the overall architectural design of the home. Mm-hmm. So let's just say, uh, you know, someone ends up with a kitchen that's 12 feet by 16 feet, you know, on a corner or overlooking a yard. Mm-hmm. We could go through and do a preliminary layout, you know, showing where the windows are, doors, walls, and, you know, where the stove might be, refrigerator, sink, and, and details like that. Mm-hmm. But the actual cabinetry, people would take our plans to that cabinet designer, big box store, wherever it is, and then they can go through and detail out as much as they'd like what they need. Because some people just want a simple kitchen. Other people are gourmet cooks, and they they want everything done, you know, uh, very detailed right. so that they can enjoy their, their cooking experience. So what we're able to do is get them the plans with the dimensions so they could work with their kitchen designers or the, the, the bathroom vanity designers, wet bars, uh, different cabinets for offices, um, a lot more people are filling out their man caves. The garages are becoming, you know, big toy boxes. People mm-hmm. have hobbies working on bikes or cars or boats or whatever it may be or, or artist workshops. So we're able to supply the details so then they can work with uh, the cabinet designers to to get the those areas designed exactly the way they want it. That's going to be one of the more fun parts of your job is when people call you and they have they have kind of something in their head they want a specialty kitchen, like you said. Somebody's a gourmet cook, or or um, somebody wants to do a YouTube channel show and needs their kitchen a certain way so they can do their cooking show on YouTube. And um, and I, I would imagine you have to be pretty involved in all of that. Well, we are, and that that's actually why customers come to us. They're mm-hmm. they're not just coming to us saying, "Hey, get me a house. I need a place for my my family, my dog, and my car." Mm-hmm. There, it's it's uh it's an environment for them. It's a, it's a living experience. Right, of course. So you know whether it's a kitchen or a, a space in the garage for a car lift for the antique car or or whatever it is, that that is kind of the fun thing, and that that's why people come to us at Landmark is people want more bang for the buck, and they want to they want to get what they want. Right, of course. They don't want to work somewhere and someone say, hey, you got to buy this house. No changes or changes are expensive. Mm-hmm. We look at it as, hey, let's just design the house you want. The end result is the cost is very affordable, and you get what you want, and you're you're able to uh, to see the quality of it. Mm-hmm. We we've had people, uh, we've had a variety of uh, customers where th- they have old cars, right? So they'll actually come in and say, I need, I have a lift where I want to put two TR7s in them, mm-hmm. or hey, I've got a big car and a little car. Or, hey, I'm, I, I kind of want to lift for working on the car. Other people have it for storage. So sometimes you've got to look at these things and say, well, let, let's get that in there. But a lot of people think, well, that's easy. Just make a taller wall. Right. Well, it's kind of true, but it can affect your ceiling design as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. It can affect where you put a door, where you put electric sockets, how you do lighting plans and different details. So it's kind of one of these fun things to to work with our customers to see what it is that they need and then we're the resource for them to figure out how to get it done. But we also work with them so they understand what it is. Our customers want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
Well, why wouldn't they? It's a big step building a house. <laughs> it's uh, it's especially it seems a little more daunting than you're going out to buy a, a pre-built house in some neighborhood as opposed to putting up your own house. I mean, a lot of people that that's got to seem a little daunting. So I'm sure that they're happy when they get to talk to you on the phone and you're you guys are knowledgeable and you can help them through every step. Well, what it is, is we, we become a resource to them, mm-hmm. an easily accessible and knowledgeable resource. So if they have ideas or questions, you know, sometimes people go to friends or the internet and what you find out <laughs> is if you ask five people, you get seven answers. Right. So what we're able to do is provide an answer and justify why it works for their particular situation so mm-hmm. that they, they do it. It reduces stress. It makes it easier for the people and, and they understand what's going on. Mm. So they understand why something is done a certain way. And then if, if for some reason they want something different, we work with it and, and, and figure it out. So we're, we're not here to tell someone how to build their house. We're here to help them get what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, the Internet is full of misinformation. <laughs> yeah, I joke about it that everyone's got an Internet PhD after reading for, you know, something for five minutes. I was getting these weird pains, and I found out I could either have I, either I have diphtheria, malaria, or the mange. Haven't figured out that which Or, or all three. Just look at a different place. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's going to do it for us for this episode. Another great show, Steve. Uh, thanks so much for um, filling us with so much information. But before we go... I'm going to give you a chance to let our listeners know how to get a hold of you guys over at Landmark Home and Land Company and, and where they can find out more. Well, we've got our webpage um, at lhlc.com. That's mm-hmm. basically L as in Landmark, H as in Home, L as in Land, C as in Company.com. So lhlc.com. There's a variety of information, articles, videos. These podcasts are there. And you can see it. You're also always welcome to call 800-830-9788. Mike will be there and he can talk to you, get get your preliminary ideas together, answer the questions that, that you need. And then once, once you get to a point, um, I would get involved for the final design details and you know, getting the plans going and, and all the engineering. Mm-hmm. So um, you, that, that's the way. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. And uh, you can also email. You can email me, landmark at lhlc.com. Uh, I'll say it again, landmark at lhlc.com. We're very responsive. We answer our phone. If for some reason you do get our voicemail, we will get back with you right away. There's no big, you know, crazy voicemails of push this, push that, and take mm-hmm. 20 minutes to get through it. We we're we're very responsive and we enjoy what we do so we want to we want to help you out to, to make sure you get the right house. Okay, well great. Um and Steve just brought up something uh that I just want to reiterate all of these uh podcasts that we do. Um this is episode 38 by the way. Um they're all archived at, over at the website at lhlc.com. So for Steve Tuma and myself Thanks once again for listening to the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. Be safe out there, and we will see you next time. Thank you.